Welcome, it's indisputable, good to be with you. We have a lot on the agenda, we got a packed show. Breaking down news of the day, Dina Dahl, attorney at law, law and crime legal analyst. Also in the bullpen, we have Shalab Kumar, US industrialist founder of Republican Hindu Coalition. We'll talk about the infrastructure bill, economy, jobs, etc. Should be interesting. Top story of the day, Kyle Rittenhouse wants to sit down with current president Joe Biden. And he wants Joe Biden to give him an apology because he claims Joe Biden called him a white supremacist. First of all, that never happened. Let's go to video one. The president ever call you to apologize? He hasn't. and. I would I would like to sit down with the president and have a conversation with him and tell him the facts of what happened. Ridiculous, all right, so here are the facts. Biden, the president of the United States, never, never called Rittenhouse a white supremacist. Let me give you a little background and then I have another video because Rittenhouse wants to be a lawyer now, okay? Kyle Rittenhouse said he wants a sit down with President Biden to put him right for branding the teen as a white supremacist. Let's show the graphic of him in the microphone. Now, this is a better picture than the other picture I have of Kyle Rittenhouse flashing what looks to be a white supremacist sign. We have that one in the vault too. The 18 year old cleared Kenosha gunman was asked by conservative commentator Glenn Beck in a nearly hour long interview if the commander in chief had ever called him to apologize. Now you realize this guy's doing like five damn conservative shows a day. I mean, he is globe trotting and I'm sure they're paying the cat. So he's likely getting money going on all of these shows. And I mean, what else is there to say? He got away with killing two people. He almost killed a third. That qualifies him all of a sudden to be a chief aide in Congress and to become the new darling of the conservative movement. He hasn't Rittenhouse told Beck in his show, The Blaze. I would like to sit down with the president and have a conversation with him and tell him the facts of what happened, insisted the teen. There's no other way to put it. The president of the United States refused to disavow white supremacists on the debate stage last night. That's what Biden said in a tweet referring to Donald Trump. Now, in that tweet, it had an editorial, it had a video. And this video was one scene after another. Well, one of those scenes did in fact show Kyle Rittenhouse. Kyle Rittenhouse, national story at that time. It's understandable why he was in that particular video. Well, according to Kyle Rittenhouse, Biden wasn't talking about Trump. Even though Biden said, I'm talking about Trump. Biden was talking about Rittenhouse. And Rittenhouse needs to get an apology. Here's more interview. Are you, do you have a, do you have plans to work in media ever? Or like, what's your plans? I mean, like, can you say anything? I want to be a lawyer. Really? Yeah, wow. I want to go to law school. Hell yes. Wow. I, if I ever need a lawyer, I'm hiring you. <laughs> so, so hold on. So did you just decide that during the trial or was that uh, something you always wanted to do? Uh, towards the end of trial, I'm like, I want to, I want to go against corrupt piece of shit prosecutors like Thomas Binger mm-hmm. and put them in their place and make sure they never practice law again. I love that. Mm. You, you heard the guy say, you know, if you're a lawyer, I want to hire you. For what? To shoot your <laughs> opponent in court? I don't know. What qualifications does Rittenhouse have? Obviously none. Remember, we exposed right here on Indisputable that Kyle Rittenhouse lied about his enrollment in Arizona State University in their nursing program. 
it was exposed after the trial that that was in fact inconsistent with the truth. He was not enrolled in their nursing program at all. It was made up just like he lied about being a trained medic in Kenosha. He said this, his attorney even nodded, that was a misrepresentation. So now there's a question about him working in media. He says, no, I wanna be an attorney. The truth is he's getting paid now. He's already working in media. Attorney, we got a real attorney on the show though. <laughs> what are your thoughts here? Yeah, after he was acquitted, my first thought was he was gonna run for office. So yeah. I think I may be pleasantly surprised he just wants to become a lawyer. You know, He's definitely looking for fame here in this situation, which is sad because it's tragic that he killed people and you don't get any sense of remorse on that even if he was legally found to be you know doing it in self defense you know in terms of the defamation case that he plans on you know suing the president i mean first of all the audaciousness of him thinking that he would have be entitled to carve out any time from the president of the united states just kind of shows um you know where his head is at, to be quite frank. That he thinks he is that special, that um, that he deserves any of that time. I'm sorry, but our national interests are like much more important than the facts of your case. Uh, but he, in the press, he always talks about malice. That President Biden used malice, and just to kind of tell your viewers a little snippet on the law, is the reason why he's saying that is if he's determined to be a public figure by the courts, the only way he can win a defamation case is by showing the person had malice, which meant that they knew what they were saying was untrue. Or like had a substantial reason for believing it was not true. Clearly, or they use malice to show punitive damages, you know, because he probably doesn't have any compensatory damages. It's not like he was right. fired from a job or anything. So, you know, that's why he keeps talking about the word malice. He won't be able to prove that because he has pictures of himself with the Proud Boys. There are statements, you know, even if maybe he wasn't a white supremacist, there's clearly enough out there that people could have reasonably assumed that he was or is. Let me ask you this because naturally, if this guy gets into law school, he has to pass the character fitness committee. They are able to utilize things that are not judicial. They can utilize extrajudicial information. Do you see him having a problem getting past the character and fitness assessment if he actually wants to become a lawyer? You know, that's a really interesting question. I mean, on the one hand, you know, his statements, this freedom of speech statements, I don't think would they would necessarily use that against him, but he's young, right? He's just turning 18. By the time he becomes a lawyer, we have like four years, right? And I think it really does depend on the trajectory of where he's taking this. If he starts talking about things in a more violent way, it spurs violence or spurs anti government rhetoric in a more meaningful way, I think they would use that against him more. So it's possible. Okay, all right. You know, sometimes police, they go to work and go to sleep, literally in their squad car. So there's a citizen, he saw a Massachusetts state trooper asleep according to the narrative. This cop would always sleep inside of his squad car. He decided to approach him and then after that he gets targeted by, guess what? The police, here it is.
I see you sleeping here every single morning, okay? Going on Facebook Live. Every morning I drive by, you're sleeping. They can't even see you in the front seat, okay? Seems reasonable to me, all right? The guy's name is Nick Ford. That's the person who approached him. Uh, his name is Nick Ford. Here's what happened afterward. Uh, Ford was then pulled over by a state trooper immediately after filming the, the sleeping trooper. Uh, Nick Ford of Malboro said he was pulled over by a state trooper roughly three minutes. Three minutes after he confronted the trooper who appeared to be sleeping in his cruiser, the trooper who pulled him over informed Ford that he was pulled over for using an electronic device. Ford disputes this claim. Now here's the reality. If the cop was not asleep, there would have been all kinds of back and forth between him and the civilian. But he was asleep, okay? And when you sleep in your car, what do you do? You roll your window back up, go back to sleep. <laughs> Typically what you do, all right? Um, Ford felt as though this was retaliation. Uh, he tried to document the intera interaction as much as he could. Ford requested to the trooper, uh, give me a supervisor, all right? He said, give me a supervisor out here. So he could report both the trooper who appeared to be sleeping and the trooper that pulled him over. A supervising trooper arrived on scene and provided Ford with two complaints. Ford said he asked the supervising trooper, to write him a ticket to have the interaction on public record. But the trooper denied that request and issued him a written warning instead. <laughs> I like the way this dude thinks, okay? This is one of those, I can tell right now that Nick Ford, Mr. Ford is one of those go big or go home type guys, okay? <laughs> All right, he said, write me this damn ticket, I'm guilty officer. Let's get it on the record here. Uh, they wanted none of that smoke. Uh, Ford started then to receive several calls from unknown numbers when he called the number back. Guess what? He realized that the direct line went back to the Massachusetts State Police. The same cop, the same agency the cop he found sleeping works for. Ford called and requested if there was a warrant out for him. The police said no and hung up the phone, all right? It gets deeper. Another call came through to Ford minutes later, he said, this time the call identified himself as Massachusetts State Police Lieutenant from the holding barracks. According to Ford, the Lieutenant told him he was investigating the trooper who was filmed sleeping on behalf of internal affairs, all right? The cop sleeping on the job is believed to, uh, to work out of that particular precinct as well. I asked him if he was part of internal affairs. Now watch this, and to identify whether he was part of that organization. Ford said at that time, he was sort of backpedaling and changing the subject. Took about five requests before he told me no, that he's not part of internal affairs, but that internal affairs had asked him to look into this. So Ford, he peeps game, all right? Ford peeps game. And he says, I'm giving you no more information, right? Ford has witnessed this trooper sleeping on a daily basis, according to him. That is not being tired, Ford said. 
This is systematically stealing from your employer who is funded by my tax dollars. This isn't an accident. This isn't a one time thing. This is somebody that was so blazingly stealing that somebody risked personal issues with with a road he drives every single day to put a stop to it. It's that bad, all right? Um, so we're gonna see what happens. Uh, obviously, uh, Ford is not letting it go. Uh, but attorney, if a cop goes to work every day and literally parks the vehicle and then goes to sleep, cause according to Ford, this guy does it on a regular basis. Is that in fact theft? Probably not. I mean, he's essentially stealing time from his employer. Uh, that I think would be really hard to argue. It would be, you know, somebody working a retail job, maybe taking a longer break than they were supposed to, or something. I don't think you could actually, you know, try to really charge that with theft. I mean, legally, I mean, ethically, yes. And that's the thing: the ethics and the law don't always kind of go together. And I think it's more of an ethical issue here. And what struck me was we've talked about this quite a bit, right? Like corruption, right? In this in police. And you just mentioned how lawyers have a review process. We have to pass our, you know, a character test essentially. I don't and that's because we are agents of our justice system and we want our justice system to be respected. Uh, police officers, I, it astounds me they don't have something similar when yeah. they are the ones with a gun and they are the ones who can literally restrict your liberty. And yet we have a higher standard for lawyers when it comes to ethics and morals. Like that doesn't make any sense to me. Quite interesting, isn't it? Very. All right. Uh, black man goes into a bank, just got paid. He's try, he tries to cash his check. Uh, they don't believe it's a real check. So what do they do? They detained the brother, obviously the check was real. Uh, let me give you some background. This happened to a Minnesota man. He was detained by police after trying to cash his paycheck. Uh, the bank said it was fake. Uh, later it was revealed everything was legit. Uh, the man's name is Joe Marrow. Let's put up his picture. He's an employee with United Natural Foods Incorporated. You see Joe, Joe was a victim of racial targeting and bias and prejudice. Joe, 23 years of age, all right, just finished a 12 hour shift at a grocery distributor in October as he tried to cash a $900 check at a branch in Columbia Heights, Minnesota. The teller serving him called the manager over. They were all looking at me and just staring at me and then looking at the check and then staring at me again. And I'm already knowing what they're thinking, that the check is fake. Morrow said in an interview with KTSP TV in Minneapolis about the incident of banking while black. The manager, the manager, he came over and said, Joe Morrow, your check is fake. And I said, what? Morrow recalled, he said, you people. The bank manager said this, you people always coming in here with fake checks. Put up a picture of Mr. You People, the guy that said you people, let's put up his picture. There he is, that's the bank manager. His name is John Askwith, A-S-K-W-I-T-H, that's his name. We got that from LinkedIn. 
Police responded because they called the cops on the guy. Police responded to the bank and were with Joe for over 45 minutes. That footage has been released and Morrow can be heard saying that he's innocent in the first minute of the arrival of Sergeant Justin Pletcher. I worked there, bro, Morrow says at the branch manager, John Asquith. And I'm going to report you too, bro, this is racial. While Morrow is not raising his voice or using profanity, the police officer still threatens him with arrest saying, Joe, I need you to calm down first of all, okay? Don't say anything stupid because you're just going to get arrested for it. Let's show a picture. This is a steal from the body camera footage. Okay, at this point he's being detained. All right, let's show another picture. Okay, let's show the other one. Yeah. Okay. He stands up. He's immediately handcuffed, and the officer claims that Mr. Joe Morrow flexed at the manager. What? Flexed. That's what he claims. So he arrested him. I didn't threaten him. I didn't go up like I'm mad. Morrow said. The guy told the officer. Can you get him out of my office? He might take something on my desk. That's when I got super mad. I'm going to touch something on your desk, question mark. Okay, let me tell you something. Uh, First of all, the brother has a right to be mad. I get it, he wasn't, he was cool, but he has a right to be upset. Now, if I go into a bank and I'm trying to cash my check and I've just worked a 12 hour shift, I may flip all kind of tables over. You wanna put me in handcuffs or trying to get my own money? You have arrested me and threatened to take me to jail because I am a black man with a job. All right, um, ask with the manager eventually called the actual company that Joe works for. And guess what? They confirmed it. He's one of ours, he's an employee, what's the problem? All right, the check was real. Uh, the bank reached a settlement with Morrow two weeks after the incident. And that's fine, good for him, good for Mr. Joe Morrow. Uh, But we're still gonna talk about that damn bank that did it to him. All right, attorney, what's your thoughts here? One, I hope his settlement was large enough that the bank will actually take make meaningful change for this, because this is awful. I mean, I'm sure doctor, you have gone through so many things in your life that are similar to this. It's like disgusting that he was handled this way. They, They could have called, first of all, his employer right away. You know, I mean, okay, fine. Maybe there was something in it they were suspicious about. Pick up the phone. I mean, you have a phone right there. Of course, it was racial because he immediately jumps to being fake and he immediately calls the police officer when there is no threat there. And the police officer, I thought the statement that was most interesting from a legal point of view says, be careful what you say or you'll get arrested. I didn't think it was a crime to say anything. Right, we can. There is such a thing as free speech, and there was. I think that was revealing, and that whether or not he was going to arrest that man was based on how he was acting, yep. not whether or not he was committing a crime. And which you should be able to say whatever you want in that situation and not be threatened with arrest because you've done actually no criminal activity in that moment. Yeah. That's right, you bring up a great point because I think it's worthy to highlight. Black men in particular, we are routinely spoken to that way by law enforcement. When there's a conflict, we know we're not in the wrong. 
Maybe we're upset, so the emotion is there. But we have to check our emotion in real time because they'll end up locking us up from something stupid, okay? Just to flex their authority. We got more on the other side, it's indisputable, stick and stay. All right, welcome back. We got a lot of show left. Uh, let me remind everyone, aspiration, let's put up the graphic. Aspiration, okay, I gotta tell you about it. You can have peace of mind that you are not polluting the environment. Feel good about yourself because you're making a positive impact in the world through planting trees and more. In other words, you're a hero. Great rates so you can make the most money while doing good. What does that mean, you ask? Keep your balance high, keep your carbon footprint low while enjoying up to 83 times more interest than a big bank. Earn up to 500 bucks a year on interest and the list goes on and on. Aspiration.com forward slash TYT. Uh, don't forget about our gifts, yep, gift someone a TYT membership. Real easy, all right? We know holiday dinners can sometimes feel like the own version of the bullpen. But you know what you can do? Mm-hmm. Put some joy in somebody's life, be part of the change. Real simple, tyt.com forward slash gift, tyt.com forward slash gift, all right? All right. Um, after Indisputable, Twitch exclusive, Ben Carollo. Make sure you check it out, twitch.tv forward slash tyt, Galaxy Brain. Man, I wish it would've came up with a name like that. Galaxy Brain, awesome, remarkable show. Okay, TYT member says, uh, <laughs> my producer put in the notes, don't say the F word, Rashad. Colorado Blue Blazer <laughs> regular, who the F do you think you are, Kyle? KKK in the front. Uh, you are a killer 18 year old and you think you should be able to just sit down with the president. And here's the thing on a serious note, why would he not think that? You gotta think about this, why would he not believe he has the power to do this? He got away with killing two people, almost killed a third, he's out of here, he's good. He gets celebrated by the masses in the conservative movement. He's at the top of their conversation virtually every single day. He's getting flown around the country to do interviews. He's getting paid obviously for these appearances and they love him. I mean, he is a powerful figure right now. His endorsement in the Republican primary means a whole lot. Hell, it may almost mean as much as Trump's soon. Why would he not think he has the power? All right, sleepy cop Eric the Red says, I'm trying to cobble together a joke about letting sleeping cops lie. Oh No, don't do that. But <laughs> I guess I'm too tired right now. Uh, Mickey C the Silver Hat Dragon, I give Mr. Ford a lot of credit. I'm amazed that the trooper didn't wake up and started and shoot at the knocking of his window. Ford would need to be careful now on his daily commutes and have his camera at the ready at all times. YouTube Super Chat, uh, Twalineski says, I would like Rittenhouse to sit down with the families of his victims and apologize to them, boom. For Abzilla, he obviously doesn't understand the first thing about being a lawyer. Everyone is entitled to a good defense, but also a good prosecutor. Cha Cha Massey says, so Rittenhouse wants to be a lawyer now. What's he gonna do? Shoot the jury one at a time until he wins his cases. 
King Damon. Um, hey, Doc, I was hoping you could look at what's happening in Canada with wet sweat, sweating pro, uh, protesters. I know I messed that up, but send me the information. Uh, they're trying to stop pipe, the pipeline from going through uh, indigenous land. Yeah, so see, listen, tag me on social media, uh, inbox me, give the information to me, okay? All right, uh, Twitch. Destiny PM says, I can't help but feel like the fallout from Rittenhouse might very well be a tipping point in this country. I hope I am wrong. I hope you're wrong also. Uh, Mike Boy Rap says, how much tax money was spent on the hours these dudes spent sleeping and making subsequent threatening calls? Seems like an underfunded police department would have priorities higher than that. Yep. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, I wish you Karen would. You want to call the police on them for having a barbecue on a Sunday? I feel free. Back off! I'm going to tell them there's an African American man threatening my life. Oh, I can't wear one. I have a medical condition. If I were in a wheelchair, would you discriminate against me? I hope not. I don't wear a mask. I'm a free American. Thank you. I have. Well, I'm sorry to inform you that you're incorrect, and I actually do have a medical condition, and I have every right to be here. So maybe you should call the police and tell them that you're breaking the law. That's practicing medicine without a license. You're not a doctor, and a mask is a medical intervention. Are you aware of that? Ma'am. No, you need to be aware of that. I didn't wake up in North Korea this morning, I woke up in America. And here we have rights. This is a God-given right to breathe. God-given. Nobody takes it or grants it. I'm sorry for you that you're so ignorant. <laughs> I'm very sorry for you. Oh, I got more. There's more video. This is actually a serial Karen. Her name is Christina Kelso. She's done this before. Here's more of that video. Mask? Actually, don't. And yes, you do have to wear a mask. No, I don't. Yes, you do. Then please leave. Yeah? And how dare you talk to her like that? This isn't us. Why don't you read it out loud? You have to. I'll no, read it to you. You have to wear a mask. A licensed medical professional is the only person qualified to give medical advice, including the advice to wear a mask, which negatively affects the respiratory system. Neurological system. Okay, that's okay. And in immune this system. Store, in this store, you have to wear a mask. Practicing medicine without a license okay, I'm the is an offense punishable by law. She did call the police. The police arrived. Here's what happened. No, yeah, you're not. You have no interest. That everybody has to have a mask. Actually, in the governor's order, there's exceptions for people with medical conditions, which I have. And even if I did not. As a Christian, I don't veil my face. That's guaranteed to me under so the First Amendment. So if you have a medical condition, then you probably have to provide that information so that we can... I, look, show us your papers. Are we back in like 1940s Germany? Okay. So I guess we're done here. Yeah, I guess we're done. They're refusing service to you. Yeah. That's their right to do. And you are, instead of upholding my rights, you're just allowing them to... I'd love to get all of your information, please, so I could follow up. So they don't want to back in the store. That's fine. I am just told him I was on my way to leave. Office, okay? I'd like everyone's names and numbers, please.
Let's put up a picture of this Karen. Let me remind everyone of how lunatic the logic is that she's using. She says, God gave us breath, we have the right to breathe. As if wearing a mask takes the breath out of your natural body, number one. Number two, private businesses have always had the legal authority to enforce rules like no shirt, no shoes, no mask, no service. I mean, if we follow her logic, one could argue, why do I need to put on a shirt to eat in this restaurant? I mean, God didn't make me with a shirt on. I was born without a shirt. I have a God given right to be shirtless in America. I believe in freedom. Nobody has ever made that argument. You know why? Because it would be a silly ass argument to make, just like the argument about the mask. Um, this anti-masker, once again, her name is Christina Kesso, Kelso, and she has been featured on the show before for previous antics of employee harassment, which included going to a bakery and comparing wearing masks to shoving people in the oven in Nazi Germany, going to a grocery store and comparing masks to slavery of a black woman. She's far right, anti-mask, anti-vax, you know the deal. Attorney Dahl, once again, explain the law to us about private establishments and their mask protocol. You're not allowed to go into a private business, you know, similar to like a private home, right? They are allowed to impose certain rules unless they're discriminatory. And in terms of the mask health mandate that she talks about, I think we've, you know, if she has a true disability, they have to have accommodations like curbside service. You know, I would love to see her knock on her neighbor's door. And demand to be let in, <laughs> right? And 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 say this all. It's it's very similar to that. She's really confusing the government with this poor store owner who, who she's actually harassing. Yeah. All right. Well, we got another harassing situation. Double dose. You want to call the police on them for having a barbecue on a in Sunday? You're gonna feel great. Back off. Somebody need to get Kyle Rittenhouse's daddy. <laughs> all right, this is not Kyle Rittenhouse's daddy, but you know, uh, this was at a Best Buy, all right? Um, and here's what I find interesting obviously, racist, bigoted, homophobic, aggressive, threatening, all of that, right? We don't know all of the details of the why, but let me speculate for a minute. Let me speculate. A lot of people on the Christian conservative side of the Republican movement, which is basically one and the same now. 
they have decided to come against Best Buy. I mean, you should see the commentary on social media and some of the protests. Why are they coming against Best Buy? Here's why. Best Buy is offering counseling over Cal Rittenhouse's acquittal. Companies are now facing boycotts from customers. Mark Irvin of Best Buy, that's the chief inclusion, diversity and talent officer, sent out a memo to those whose mental health and emotional well-being may be suffering. That to me is a progressive company that cares about their employees. That's it. You don't have to you don't have to agree with what Best Buy is doing for their employees. Best Buy is trying to make sure that they have a good and solid workplace. That's great. That's good for morale. But because they had the audacity to be sensitive to the emotional concerns and needs of their own staff, which by the way gives you a better work product, a more engaged employee, and higher morale. It works good for everybody. They're now upset at the management of Best Buy. Ms. Dahl, what are your thoughts here? I thought he actually needed some mental health intervention when I saw that. He does not look well and it takes a special kind of awful man to be as aggressive to that woman as he was. You know, and in terms of Best Buy, you know, these companies when they do things like this, they do it for a business reason. That's right. You know, Essentially, they want their they must have had issues among their employees and they knew this was the best way to address it. So good for them. And and so that's why I don't really understand a lot of these boycotts. They kind of come across as if these companies are being forced to do this or whatever. At the end of the day, they do it because it makes good sense for their yeah. company. Yeah, yeah. And it, it is amazing to me that the crew that usually would say, you know, businesses should have all of these rights and they should make these decisions. And corporations are people. Until there's a disagreement, <laughs> they they see something they don't like, all of a sudden, no, they should not have these rights. They should not be able to do this. All right, we got more on the other side is indisputable. Stick and stay. Welcome back. All right, we got a lot of show left. Let me read some of these amazing comments. I will read as many as I can. TYT member Lynn says, Karen, shut the hell up, blah, 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 blah. Yep. Dana Manny, they are all fine with private businesses discriminating against individuals in the LGBTQ community based on their religious beliefs. Well, I think wearing a mask is part of my religious beliefs that we should all care about the well being of others. All right, Ocam's taser. Dude, I want what he's on, he's having a blast. Uh, Lynn, dude, a swastika does not make you a man. Super chat, Bernie the Kiwi Dragon. Being a free American is not a medical condition, or is it? Stick mangrit, uh, no shirt, no shoes, no mask, no effing service, yeah. Early bird 42, I wasn't aware Karenicity was a medical condition. A mental one maybe, but it but it spreads like a virus and affects the health around them. Love you doc, love you back, thank you. All right, Twitch, Jax Drax, this is a hobby for these anti-maskers to provoke people and then play victim. Yeah, literally, they wake up in the morning, they put on their Karen outfit and they go into these establishments knowing here's what I'm going to do. Target places that have a mask protocol. All right. 
Uh, <laughs> Dirk is jerk one, God giving that woman half a brain. All right. Once again, racism inside of school systems, administration doing what? Not much. Look at this video. What do you call Muslims? What do you call black people, Emma? What do you call Mexicans? What do you call Asians? This is in Oregon, okay? Hundreds of Oregon high school students staged a walkout because not only due to the video, but also because the administration refused to make appropriate remedy for the insanity of racism in the school. Now, let me remind everybody, it's not complicated. Racist children, racist parents, not complex, okay? All right. Uh, information on the students' names, not released. We would not do that here. Uh, in the video, uh, the student appears to have fun while going over all the racial slurs for each racial group while her friends enable the racist rhetoric. That's what you saw. Let's put up a picture of the walkout. These are called allies. These are called friends. They're not friends of the racist. They're not allies of the racist. These are the young people who will lead this country into a better reality. After the video made the rounds at Tigard High School outside of Portland, students of color and allies joined together and walked out of the school. Staged a protest, good for them. NBC News interviewed some of these students who expressed their legitimate grievances. I don't believe it, a student said. I don't believe it. I was like, no way, said Sean Sorkoram, a 17 year old senior at the high school who was black. You hear someone say the N word, you hear things here and there, but all of them together in one video. The best word I can use is flabbergasted. Sorko Ram said she immediately recognized the girl in the video. They had passed each other in the school's front office before. By hearing those words come out of her mouth was a shock to the system. She said it was hard to be surprised, isn't that sad? They have normalized racism inside of the school system. The student literally said, "Oh, I hear the N word here or there. Now I want you to think about this for everyone who's listening to my show. All right, if you're an adult, you work in a workplace. Do you really hear the N word every day? No, you're not subject to that, but this student is. And the student is saying, well, you know, I hear it, that's fine, basically. We have started to normalize insanity. To normalize evil, to normalize bigotry, hate and racism. But these students are stepping up. Um, high school and district officials says they say they cannot comment on whether the student is still on campus, but noted that a range of punishments are explored in these situations. For hate speech, though, 
Expulsion is usually not, not one of them. Racism in the hallways of Tigard High isn't uncommon, said the student who has been called the N word even in class. So according to the background, this school has a history of racism, all right? So let's get down to it. Friends have been followed home and called slurs in passing, according to the student. And many are too afraid to even say anything about it. What students are reporting are from their personal experience. Principal Brian Bailey said, and I quote, if we are hearing more reports of these situations, it could represent an uptick in hate speech. It may also be influenced by our collective and continued work to encourage students to speak out and report these incidents. Principal, it represents an uptick. You shouldn't have it at all. Kind of told in yourself there, didn't you? According to the superintendent, uh, the bar for actually expelling a student is so high that mere racism, I mean hate speech, they will not get expelled for that. I'm paraphrasing, but that's basically what the superintendent said. Um, the students are saying not, nothing is going to happen, and that's exactly what it looks like. Uh, attorney, what are your thoughts on this story? I feel like it's an example again of how we fail our children. We, we, you know, whether it's school shootings or racism, we just they we put them through things and expect them to tolerate it. I mean, there was the employee who just sued Tesla and won huge settlement, millions of dollars for a hostile work environment. Essentially, this is clearly a hostile work environment for those students. How can they really receive their education when they're facing these kind of things? I mean, I did think though it was beautiful seeing how. Many Many children walked out. You know, this is a long haul. You know, before really the schools addressing these systems, but there is essentially a huge amount of anti Karens there. And I yep. hope that the children who heard the racism, whether or not directly or from other people, and were affected by it, know that they're not alone and they're suffering, and that the their fellow students care for them. And sometimes that's the best we can do when we see somebody suffering is just be there with them. And I felt like what those kids do did and good for them. And I hope they are an example for when, as we know, this is gonna happen again in some way and in some form. And I hope um, the others kind of look out for each other like this. Yeah. Yeah, I'm very proud of these students. Uh, and I've always maintained that schools are not just places to learn uh, academics or curriculum. It's also a place to learn how to develop socially, how to develop mentally, how to develop uh, as you continue to uh, interplay with society, the larger society around you. Well, these students, in my opinion, did the right thing in response to inaction by the administration and racism by their colleagues inside of that institution. There's a Republican US Senator, right? A Republican Senator, Ron Johnson. Good old Ron says, you can actually kill COVID with mouthwash. Here it is. But there are things you can do, again, vitamin D, you know, zinc, keep yourself healthy. Vitamin C, by the way, standard garbage, mouthwash has been proven to kill the coronavirus. Even if you get it, if you're, you know, you may, Reduce viral replication. There's all kinds. Of, you know, why not try all these things? 
Um, it, it just boggles my mind that the NIH continues to tell people, do nothing. You know, maybe take Tylenol. I, I can't believe I'm even covering this. Um, but I have to cause he's Senator Ron Johnson, right? He has platform, he has people that believe him, okay? Uh, the science is clear, no, you can't use mouthwash to stop COVID-19. It may lessen the viral load in your mouth, but the disease, the virus is transmitted primarily through your nose. So I don't know if he's now advocating for you to snort mouthwash. All right, attorney. A friend of mine and his grandmother is over 100 years old and in the beginning of the pandemic, she had lived in the 1981 and said that's what they did. They would gargle salt water when they came home in order to try and not get the virus. I mean, we have better tools now, right, than over 100 years ago. Could gargling something maybe kill some bacteria or you know virus in your mouth? Well, maybe, sure. But it's this type of misinformation that, oh, hey, COVID's not that bad, like you just need a gargle, is what prevents people from getting vaccinated, from going to the hospital on time. And it's what's causing you know hundreds of thousands of deaths. Yeah, and you know, I gotta say something because people are taking it out of context. No, I don't think snorting mouthwash <laughs> will stop you from contracting COVID. I can't believe I have to say things like that these days. Okay. Um, Matt Gates, Steve Bannon, they're discussing employing shock troops. I mean, actual combat soldiers, basically, or people that are wannabe soldiers to take back the government. Here it is. So what I'm saying is that you know stagecraft is statecraft. People didn't like that Donald Trump raised his voice, but sometimes you gotta raise your voice to raise a ruckus and to raise an army of patriots who love this country and will fight for her. And if we get more of them in Congress, then that is exactly what we're gonna do. We're gonna operationalize the performance to go right after the people who are imposing the vaccine mandates, who are enriching themselves and who are selling out the country. When is Matt Gates going to get indicted? All right, they, they got Steve Bannon. All right, you see what happened, he's still fighting, fine. Matt Gates. all right, I got more video. Uh, here's, the, here's the rest of that interview. That's why we went to the to the to the to the the four thousand uh, uh, shock troops we have to have that's going to man the government and get them ready now, right? We're going to hit the beach. You know, you have the landing teams and the beachhead teams, all that nomenclature they use when 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 President Trump uh, wins again in twenty twenty four or before, <laughs> or, or before. <laughs> Where's it 2024? He knows good and damn well why he said all oh, before, because he has a particular audience who believes Trump will actually be president before 2024, even without running for president. It's insane. All right, here it is. Shock troops, okay? I'm gonna explain what that means in a minute. These guys aren't even really talking in code anymore. So Representative Matt Gates on Thursday talked with conservative broadcaster Steve Bannon about a plan to use 4,000 shock troops to take over the jobs of federal government employees. Bannon has previously said that the so-called shock troops need to be prepared prior to Republican control of the executive branch. Bannon said it's fresh and it's new. This is Trumpism in power. That's when we went to the 4,000 shock troops we have 
to have that's going to man the government. Get them ready now. What are shock troops? What are they? Who are they? Shock troops or assault troops are formations created to lead an attack. Any specialized elite unit formed to fight an engagement via overwhelming assault usually will be considered shock troops as opposed to special forces or commando style units intended mostly for covert operations. They're not even talking in code anymore. Attorney. You know, I love how Matt Gates said what he was gonna do first was take over the Department of Justice and FBI. Well, shocking, right? Because as you said, he's being investigated and indicted any moment. So of course that's the branch he's most interested in. Right. <laughs> and then these two men who've never been to war, like it just riles me up to think they're so willing to start a war. You know, even Rittenhouse, as delusional as he is, has said he may never pick up a gun again. Because killing somebody changes you. Mm -hmm. And so they're just flippantly talking about starting a civil war. Those two are not gonna be the ones in harm's way. Very well said. Ms. Dahl, always a pleasure having you on Indisputable. Tell people how they can follow you, check out your great work. Well, thank you so much for having me. They can follow me on Twitter, Ask Dina Dahl one Remember, take care of yourself, take care of each other, take care of the planet. Remember the truth is always indisputable.